Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. It is April 20th in the year 2020. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan. And tonight, Rajback in effect. Rajback. We've got Ryback and Raj Geary together on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. You demanded it. Raj made it happen. And here we are. Ryback, how's it going? Welcome to the podcast. I'm doing well. Thank you guys for having me. It's an honor to be here. So I've, I've seen a lot of a lot of tweets over this Raj back stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> I had to hop over and enjoy. And I, I apologize. I, I had to, I just started. I was listening to the show before I go. What am I getting myself into tonight? And, uh, and it, it, you guys have a good show. So, I, but I I was a little concerned. I was like, am I in for something? I'm not. I'm not aware of here. But it seems good. Yeah, a lot of rumors of Raj drinking and and things like that. (laughs) He's always on his A game for my show, so I don't know, you know. It's all completely at Raj's expense, all right? Trust me, Raj. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in, I'm in. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we are obliged tonight to discuss Monday Night Raw. Raj, you want to run down the results for the uh, fervent fans who really care about what happened on Raw tonight? Yeah, it wasn't wasn't much of an episode. I'll just run through it real quick. Uh, Drew opened up with a promo. He, I mean, just basically destroyed uh, the new stable uh, with Angel Garza, Andrade, and Austin Theory. Uh, this was to set up a match with Drew and uh, Garza later in the show. Uh, Money in the Bank qualifiers. Aleister Black beat Austin Theory. Uh, Shane and Baszler squashed Indy Hartwell. Ricochet and Cedric Alexander beat Shane Thorne and Brendan Vink. Nia Jax beat Kyrie Sane again. Uh, and then Apollo Crews beat MVP. Liv Morgan beat Ruby Wright. And this was actually a pretty good match. I thought they, they both did a, a really good job. I feel like Liv is getting better each week. And then Rey Mysterio beat Murphy. Charlotte Flair beat Caden Carter. Uh, Andrade beat Akira Tozawa. Bianca Belair beat Santana Garrett. There are a lot of matches on this show now. I'm going back. Yeah. And then Drew McIntyre beat Angel Garza. Yes, it was the Zelina Vega show tonight, it felt like, for the hour and a half that I watched. She was really good. And then uh, McIntyre just kept putting Garza down over and over. I mean, all three guys. So if you're trying to get a stable hot, this isn't the way you do it. They look like, uh, you know, enhancement talent with Drew. But um, that was it. That was raw. 
Yeah. I got a good story for you, Zelina. When I was on the main roster, I was uh, I actually bought her luggage. On, <laughs> yeah, but I, she had like a wish list on something, and I bought her luggage and uh, talked to her briefly online. And uh, that's that's about all I. That's the only thing I have to add to that. <laughs> well, there I you go. I love the company. She comes in. She's with Alistair Black now, so she's obviously moved on. <laughs> yes. Raj, uh, you, Raj, what did he buy you from your wish list? <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing yet. Send, send me the link. Send me the link. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping to get some of the supplements. I need to. Need life life on... is good right now. Feed me more nutrition for rocking and rolling. So just send me that link. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. And, hey, and before we start, congratulations on your supplement. Um, I heard nothing but good things from some of the boys. Thank you very much. I got to give you, we got the pump plex, uh, the pump formula, and I got to give you a code now uh, to put an order in. It's, uh, we have everything. There's a couple things coming in this week, but it, man, very blessed. So. Thank you. Good stuff, brother. So, uh, so I think a viewer a few weeks ago pointed out that both you, Matt, and you, Ryback, have both been on Tough Enough. You're both Tough yeah. Enough alumni. Yep. Yep. Different I, seasons. When I, yeah. when I was a guest on his show, we had so many things in common that we were talking about. When I was done, my wife's like, how did you guys not talk about Tough Enough? I was like, oh, shit. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Right. I always always happens. I'll have put. I'll have like a page of notes and stuff, and I won't get to half of it sometimes, just because you talk about other <laughs> things. And yeah, we could do do ten shows, but yeah, that's definitely uh, man. Small world. We never actually we talked about it. We only crossed paths down at OVW. Really, when I was just coming in, I was brand new. So was that the was that the class with with Brock and Orton, or which class was that? No, Punk, Punk was that's what doing the Heyman era. Punk okay. and uh, Cornette was actually still there when I. It was kind of on a, a turnover period. I think Cornette was still in yeah. charge when I came down there for like a few weeks before I went to Deep South Wrestling. But that was like my first. Nobody liked us because there was like another tough enough guy there, and you got to look at coming in from tough enough, <laughs> and not not from the independents and big jacked up twenty two year old, and it was. So, and then Deep South was was a little different, but it was, I remember it was, it was quite the experience of like, what am I getting myself into? Mm. <laughs> well, and so you guys were both legit tough enough contestants, right? I mean, I know in some of the later seasons, there was leaks that some people were already signed to OVW or developmental contracts that yeah, were put on no. the show. Yeah, no, they were. I, the only difference is when I did mine, um, I tore my knee halfway through filming it. So it was like on four, four or five episodes. But they signed me um, after I had my knee scope while Tough Enough was still airing. Oh, wow. Um, so I, I was there before like, the two girl winners won, Jackie and Linda Miles. Who Linda Miles was such a stud athlete, by the way. They missed yeah. the boat with her. Oh, my God. But um, yeah. Genetic freak. Yes. Oh, my God, yes. She could eat whatever yeah. she wants. She, she eats McDonald's, has 12 pack of abs, could bench friggin' 185 like nothing. She's a stud. Was that the season that had the 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 firefighter with the like the, the yes. blonde? Yeah, because yes. he he seemed like he would be Jake. a shoot. Jake, yeah, yes. In my head, that's the dude. That's the that's the dude. I thought, okay, this dude's gonna beat me. Like this is the guy they're gonna pick. Cause he's crazy. Yeah. he looks like a million bucks. Yeah, yeah. Because once you were out, Matt, I remember it seemed like that was the guy. And then because they didn't announce it could be two girls that season. No, I'm still pissed no. about that. Oh. Most people are. <laughs> <laughs> 
And so, Ryback, you sent in a videotape. You were on the Million Dollar Tough Enough Challenge, the one yeah. that was actually part of SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that I video, that's I have the DVD. Oh, nice. Ryan, I just remembered. I seen you there, too. You guys had to do one of your uh, bits at one of our SmackDown tapings, ironically, as well. I, yeah. met, I also remember, what was the big tall guy who's running for Senate in Vegas? Dan right? Rodeimer. Dan, I remember being really impressed with his look, too. Yeah, that was, um, man, yeah, I actually sent in my video uh, in my in my dad's kitchen. Uh, my dad still lives in the same house about five minutes from me, and uh, full head of hair, big jacked up 22-year-old, and uh, just kind of <laughs> heartfelt promo, and then I went and dropped my classes at UNLV. I was so confident I was going to be picked. I dropped all my classes at UNLV. I went and adopted another dog for my dog because I was convinced I was going to go. I was going to become a WWE superstar. Call me wow. crazy. My dad finds out and he flips his lid, gets a call first from WWE. And then so he thinks then there's a little bit of relief that I've like, I actually backed up what I said. And he was like, so what happens now? I go, oh, now I got to go to California and try out against the top like 50 people in the world that they picked. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> it was, uh, it, it was, you better effing make it. So, uh, <laughs> and I did. <laughs> I, I did. I backed it up. Nothing for nothing. That's, that's the, uh, that's a uh, law of attraction right there before you even know. I didn't even was. know it. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And that's what I think. I mean, I don't think it's, I had it before, and then it just—I didn't realize, and then I relearned it. I think later on, and you know, and it's yep. coming times at different levels. So it, it's yep. really, really helped me throughout the years. Oh, it's awesome, and that was—that was a really good season too. Uh, I remember yeah, really being uh, into that when it aired. Was it? it was, yeah. I don't know. It was. Uh, Dude, it was I'll, I'm awkward. gonna say it right now, Ryan. The worst was when they brought you in the ring. That's the episode I—I uh, I was on SmackDown at the time. Was they brought Big Show out? When yes, you guys were all in the that ring. was our opening. He was such a prick. He was doing that. Was st- yeah. We weren't supposed to. Uh, we were told we not to touch the wrestlers. All of yeah. us, by the way, they just they, so they they didn't smarten up all the guys. And now knowing and being there, I would have been furious yes. as well. <laughs> and, they, and they, you get it. You un- now I look at like remember like seeing the looks hardcore Holly would give me and like uh, and uh, what's the other big uh, Johnny the Bull and. All oh, the guys, Chuck Palumbo, and they're all, and they're already like on their way out and pissed and probably yeah. not getting paid nearly what they should. And like, and now, now yeah. I like, it all makes such sense. And, but I do remember like Kurt Angle being really nice. And it's like, I really look yep. forward to getting to work with you someday. I was like, it was like, oh man, that was knowing how beat up he was too. And, but man, they put us in some really rotten situations. <laughs> Speaking what, of what he up. just said, what he, really quick, what he just said about Kurt is the truest thing. Rock is the same way too. Yeah, the bigger yeah. the star, usually the more humble and like less yeah. threatened they are. Somehow, it's crazy how that works. It's always that mid card guy. No offense, the mid carders out there. It's insecurity though. That it's, insecurity shines. Yeah, not boring. knowing it's fear. And everything. Yeah. Anytime we react out of like that, it's, it's it, it could all come back to us. And I've done it. It's fear based. So yeah, yeah. There was there was that season with Bob Holly and and Matt Capitelli where he just kicked the beat the hell out of that guy. Yeah, Bob was a coach on my season, and I thought he was cool as hell. Honestly, he I met him. Yeah, but Bob I was, was great cool. to me when I've talked to him. I love Bob, so it's, yeah. I've never had a bad experience with him. 
We, we got the super chat. Joe Cafaro with the 499 oh, wow. super chats. Thanks, Joe. He said, just watched season two of Tough Enough Today. Never expected to see Matt and the guys wrestling a jockstrap. I think I blocked that out of my memory. <laughs> so, all right. So really quick, right back. You, you know this uh, better than anybody probably. But like um, on the season of Tough Enough, our season, they made the guys and girls run every morning. We had to get timed in our mile. We had to beat it from the day before every morning. Right. So. This time they made us do it in a jock strap around like Los Angeles. It was anyways. So I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to be the first one from the, out from the locker room to show these assholes. This don't bother me. I'm not sweating this one bit in my head. I want to crawl in a hole and die, but I'm like, I'm not giving this to them. I'm walking out first and they can suck it. This is bothering me, but trust me, it was bothering me. <laughs> <laughs> Save that content. Throw that on an OnlyFans here. Now you can, <laughs> I'm surprised uh, Matt, just the guy that was uh, doing the weird wrestling matches in the warehouse with no audience, you know, he's got to be cleaning it up on OnlyFans <laughs> these days. Yeah. So some news in, in the in the real world today. Obviously, we're in a very strange time right now. Um, stuff is starting to already open back up. Georgia announced, uh, Georgia, Tennessee, and South Carolina announced that they're going to be starting to open businesses up back this week. Now, Georgia is a, is a big deal because that's where AEW filmed last at QT Marshall's uh, gym. Tennessee uh, is where Impact had filmed uh, their last set of tapings. Now, Florida uh, is where WWE, uh, you know, obviously is allowed to, to film. So it looks like wrestling is... Is in no danger uh, for the time being of uh, not being able to create content. It's an essential business, didn't you hear? It's an essential business, right? Uh, right back. What are your thoughts on the opening up of this stuff and you know wrestling uh, continuing? Like they 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 didn't miss one week as far as a new episode went during a pandemic. Yeah, I still think it's kind of early <laughs> to see. Yeah, no, it's uh, we've talked about it. Um, uh, I, I'm not a big fan of the wrestling business, and, but I understand it. And when it comes to and financially, nobody wants to lose money or anything. Uh, but when you're dealing with the with the wrestlers, I think it's a, it's a little more sensitive topic. And I, I don't know. I'm not there, obviously. But from what I, who I've talked to, they, they haven't been actually testing for coronavirus up until I think here recently. Hmm. And, and I don't know how how. what lengths they're really, really taking because they're taking your temperature and things of that nature. But, you know, they may, if they dodge a bullet with it, they dodge a bullet. They've done it in the past before. I think we all know it, something's not quite right with everything going on. But um, from an economic standpoint, I, I knowing a lot of people, I want to see everything get back on track. I think we, there's just a lot of unanswered questions with everything. And I think a lot of uncertainty, um, but the wrestlers, and I, I tip my cap to all of them. They're always the, the ones They've always, the wrestlers are always the reason why everything's always worked from the beginning and why it will continue to work. They're the ones and, and then the people that are involved with all of it. So it's, uh, I think we just got to wait and see. We know the whole coronavirus stuff with WWE and with the, the one of the commentators. And I, I do think that's going to, in the next two or three weeks, I think it's going to be very telling if multiple talents start coming down with it, how that's going to oh, affect yeah. them going forward. And I just think we have to wait and see. I don't know. I don't know, uh, you know. I want everything back on track more than anyone, just from from a world standpoint. So, just before we move on, really quick, well, Raj, just to add on double uh, double deck on that, real quick, back on that rather, mm -hmm. is 
look, at the end of the day, this has to, it just has to, this virus has to just rear its ugly head, unfortunately. All right. It just does. People are not going to stay, you can't expect the country to stay in its home an entire year. Right. All right. Until they create a medicine for this. There's just no way. Um, so we got to continue to do what we do with the social distancing and try to do everyone do their part. Everyone be responsible, grown as adult, put your big boy pants on, put your big girl pants on and do what the right thing is when you can. There's going to be circumstances, obviously, that's not always going to be able to be like that when this opens back up, obviously. Um, I just, you know, it's just one of those deals where I don't see any other way around that. Um, you know, if you stay, we do stay at home orders, let's say another month, let's say another two months. At the end of the, the the virus has to work itself through everybody. It just has yeah. to. Yeah, I Sucks. Mean, to that point, you know, who even knows if they will create a vaccine or if it, if this hasn't mutated by the time they, they yeah. can come up with, you know, what they they have now. So That's it a is a weird. I, I didn't even think of that, about it mutating. That's a good point, Raj. That's a very good point. Yeah. There's a lot of unanswered questions, too, with different theories so going on. There's with the, the, the whole lab talk. Like, I mean, this stuff, it's. Who knows where we're at with all of this? I, I, but I do think we can't expect people. It's great. And I see it here. People are honking their horns, driving up and down the roads. People are getting angry because people aren't allowed to go out and earn a living now. They don't have money. And it, right. it's affecting everyone at, at different levels differently here. But you can't just sit in your house and die, like essentially, or without knowing. Right. We don't know. Guys, just chill out for three weeks. We're, nobody knows. And so I think we're at that point. The checks have gone out. Those are going to run out really quickly. There needs we need to see some light at the end of the tunnel, and it, I do think it needs to work its way through eventually. So, wrestling well, may have dodged a bullet. I don't know. Although the question is, Matt, like we talked about, it's Jaws. You're on Amity Island in Jaws after Fourth of July weekend. Hey guys, we caught the shark. We're pretty sure we killed it. Are you the first one back in the water? Are you going in the beach the rest of that summer? Okay, so I'm going in the shallow end first, right? I'm going to hang out in the okay. shallow when my first day out. Then I'm going to go up to my waist on day two. <laughs> then maybe day 20, I'm going to, I'm going to put my head on. And then you stick the balls in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to, it's going to be a long time before I go to. <laughs> yeah. Y'all reopen, y'all reopen the economy. I'm not leaving the house for the next year. Tell me when it's safe. We'll let you guys test this one out. Yeah. I'm good. Really well, they got to keep, they got to keep the, the curve still. They, they got to yeah. keep it. So while they're opening things up, as long as the hospitals aren't over flooded, that's how you start building that herd that's immunity. That's what this was all for. That's what this all was yeah. for. Yeah. So hospital beds wouldn't overflow and Glenn just hit it on the head. Glenn could do whatever, you know, a lot of people, you know, you do whatever you want. As far as you stay at home, stay at home. Yeah. You know what I mean? You want to ensure you don't get this. That's how you 100% bulletproof insure it. Yeah. 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 And we'll see. I think that's going to be the key. That's going to be the challenge. I understand people's frustrations and I've had days with bad thoughts too, where I've said, you know what? What's going to happen is going to happen. I just need to get out of this house. I need to go back and live about my life. But I think uh, cooler heads do prevail. And even if you reopen the economy, if people aren't confident, the, it will be like terrible for the WWE if they say, we think it's safe enough. We're going to hold an event. We're going to sell tickets Oof. and nobody shows Oof. up. That's worse than yeah. not doing an event with an audience. Yeah. yeah. You know? I agree with that. Yeah, you're right. 
Yeah, that's going to be the key. And I'm telling you, man, that survey they sent out last Monday, the WWE Fan Council, about attitudes towards coronavirus. It is a little weird. They sent out that survey, and then two days later, all those cuts happened because I think they got back tons of answers, tons of data saying, I'm not going to a live event till 2021. So, Ryan, you heard that? WWE sent out a questionnaire to a bunch of fans uh, about their take on the coronavirus, when they're going to come back into the economy, when they're going to start spending money, when they're going to want to come do a show again. No, this is my first time hearing about that, actually. Pretty, yeah, same here when, when he first said it to me. I thought it was crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, smart, I, super smart, though. I somehow got on the fan council. They send me these things. Normally, it's saying, which superstar do you like? What did you think of the quality <laughs> of the matches? This was, like, actually the most interesting survey I think uh, they've ever sent. But um, well, you're always going to get people still going. Now, once things start opening up, are they going to have the distancing in the arena? Are they going to sell tickets so you're six feet That's apart, you know, like you? You get a group, and then it's six feet before you get your next group. I mean, that seems so hard to do. Weird. There's talk so of the weird. restaurants too, where they want restaurants to reorganize yes. their. It's not going to happen. They're not people aren't going to spend money on that to then spend money to go back to normal. When you, it, it, it's this whole thing is really like it's it's pretty outrageous. I really like every weekend we're finding out different things. It's just, <laughs> yeah. I think you just got to go. I honestly think you got to go back to normal and, and let the economy. And, I'm seeing different studies and you never know from doctors and people that the death rate is actually far lower. A lot of us have had it and we need the antibody test. The things we need, we don't seem to have to get the answers that we would get. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a little, yeah. Yeah. You it's need to test, you need to test these communities. I know California, they're starting to do it like the mission yep. district in San Francisco where just everyone. So you could see how many people are asymptomatic and how many aren't in a rural but, area. You could see how many are asymptomatic here, and how many aren't. Or here's who the problem. We're lost in the woods without it. Here, here's the problem though, guys, I can, they, they, Dr. Fauci said this and he, he actually hit it on the head. We can have every single test for every single human being on God's green earth right now. Right. The next day after every single person on the planet takes it, and they all, let's say, tested negative. That next day, they can get it. Right. Yeah, well, so, yeah. so, so there, there's no way. To, there's no way to have enough tests for that. There's no way. Yeah, but it's not just for that. It's also to see what kind of uh, how many people are asymptomatic. Really start figuring things like that out. Getting more data about this virus, like. You know, right now, most of the people being tested are the ones that show symptoms. So, you know, the, the death rate is very high or higher than it should be. But if there are really a ton of people asymptomatic, then we're getting closer and closer to that, uh, you know. Um, Let me ask everybody immunity. a question right now, really quick. Seminole County, where I live, we'll move on. I'm sorry, I've taken so long no, on this. Okay. But Seminole County, 4,100 people have been tested in our whole county. It's great. Five, pe five, five people have passed, passed away from it. Oh, good luck. Um, 358 people have tested positive. Okay. If I were to call our Seminole County chairman, let's say, uh, I'm the mayor of my city. There's uh, six other cities besides me. So let me stack all the mayors and say, hey, I'm going to die within the next 30 days. Four other residents in this county are going to die alongside with me in the next 30 days. Unless you shut down everything. You shut down the whole economy. Take our kids out of school. You have to do this. You have to do that. What do you think I'd be, tell I'd be told on the phone? Well, they'd be like Matt Morgan. I was a big TNA mark, so for you, no, maybe. Yeah, we're gonna shut it down. <laughs> Who are the other four people? That's the key. Right. We yeah. wouldn't do it for anything else. We haven't done it for anything else with that yeah. similar number. So I, it, it's odd that. I mean, but, yeah. It's crazy uh, times. So, uh, and I, I'm just talking from both sides of this argument. Yeah. Quick. 
Oh, Ryback, check it out. Yeah, you got uh, James Young with the $5 Super Chat. Thanks, James, saying, shout out to Ryback for his time in OVW. Although the blueprint was king, uh, he was always excited to see Ryan Reeves, my favorite of season four. Feed Louisville more. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Good times down there. So what have you been keeping busy with Ryback in, in this quarantine self-isolation life? What have you been doing, Dan and Dan? He's got his own gym. He's got everything. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I'm going to now be the asshole. But, so my life is completely unchanged. I'm, <laughs> this is better than ever. I'm, I'm more pa- I got really palm changed. trees being installed. I got firewood coming for the fire. <laughs> I've, I've refused to let the negativity. I feel like the entire world is burning around me. In my sanctuary here, the big guy palace is completely untouched. The tornado has missed my place, and I'm and I'm I'm doing my best to just keep living my life. I've been doing this for the last four years almost, two years with my dog, running my business and doing everything with the podcast and all the other stuff that I'm doing. But it's business is better than ever. I'm five six a.m. every morning all the way till I go to bed. I'm working so. It's, uh, I take care of my dog, Sophie, a little guy. Sophie's had seven back operations, oh, back God. operations. She has disc oh, disease, God. which I quit traveling two years ago. I quit all wrestling appearances for that very reason. Like I have to I have to take care of her morning to night, wow. carry her up and down stairs, take her out on a leash, because oh, if she runs, her back can break. So um, a lot of people oh. don't know that I've talked about it. but So I've been living this quarantine life. I'm watching all my friends have meltdowns right now, and I'm just like, I dealt with this four <laughs> years ago. So, wow, wow, I'm doing good, Glenn, to answer your question. I have to say, you know, I feel like my life is like a sitcom in more ways than one. Uh, but one thing, you know, I have to look at the silver lining where it's like, oh, you know, hey, we can't go have dinner, uh, with, with my mother in law this weekend. Oh, quarantine can't leave the house. Oh, what we can't go to the yep. container store. Oh, quarantine can't leave the house for me. This is sort of my dream. I just get to sit at home yes. and like, uh, do business and like work out at home and eat and like watch old 80s VHS, uh, TV and stuff. I mean, like for me, this is like no social obligations. I don't have to see anyone. This is fantastic. Yeah. Get, drunk, get drunk at home. There's no no issues with that. Yeah, that's becoming the norm. Yeah, I mean, just gotta go remember to start my car every seven days, just so the battery doesn't die. You know, I'll be good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, and we we've talked about this last week on, on this podcast and on Ryback's podcast, but WWE tons of cuts over the past week. Um, They've, they've let a lot of talent go. Um, most of the talent they hadn't been using, but um, the word is they said they're going to be saving $4 million a month. Uh, most of that $4 million is because they stopped creating their new office. Yeah. And uh, with the talent, it's about 703000 You know, seven hundred to 800000 was what the Observer was saying. So Totally. Wait, time out, time out. Total? Per month. Oh, sorry. Yeah. But so, you know, you look at how much they're bringing in with the TV contracts, uh, over half a billion dollars, um, you know, and, and with the network and everything. So they're, this isn't going to change if they're profitable or not. They're still going to be profitable as hell. Uh, this is just probably to help the stock price so the stock price doesn't dip. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's bad timing for the, you know, it's, it's bad for the talent. You could, you know, a lot of companies are doing this, but... It uh, it looks they were the first sports league to you know be doing this with their talent. Interesting. Yeah. Even yeah. UFC, UFC, which has been, you know, Dana White hasn't been looking the best lately, but they have not let any fighters go yet. 
as, as this has been going on. Well, I mean, Ryback, you were uh, were have been very outspoken about this about sort of the WWE and the you know we're all family, we've all got each other's back attitude. Like, really, that doesn't go very far. Like, there comes a time when there's you know clear <laughs> like like oh there is a line and they, and they cross it. Uh, I mean, does this surprise you at all, especially in light of the Saudi shows and they're getting these huge paydays? That really, you know, like uh, the Drake Maverick somehow like is just too much, yeah. too much of an expense on the balance sheet each month. No, it's unfortunate. I think the reason why, and like, I understand, I've seen like Tommy Dreamer and different people defend Vince, and from a business aspect, it's one thing. This situation though is very unique, and it's unfortunate because they're making the revenue that they're making. <sighs> that. I think Vince has done things, and, and we had talked about there's a good way to do business and a bad way. I think he, he's – this man is a, a multi-billionaire off the backs of the men and women. And, and they, you hear it from people like Howard Finkel, how they treat the wrestlers, never let them know it's important. they're as important as they are. This is all very, very real stuff. So that's where fan criticism comes in because Vince has done things where he hasn't – and you compare the numbers, and I've had you know, uh, David Starr on here. You talk about the numbers a little bit. On, on different sports and entertainment compared to pro wrestling and the way Vince has chosen to do business in a very greedy, greedy way. And the moment shit hits the fan almost instantly at the worst time ever, he gets rid of people. I mean, you got, you got Kurt Hawkins and his wife having a baby just, and it's not, you can't even hold on for another month. Granted in a month, they, they would still be the same criticism hmm. with it. You would just like to see, they're not going to, they're still going to be profitable. There's things, and it's so early on in this. It's just, it's unfortunate you let the men and women that, that, that kill themselves. And a lot of these guys that they let go, they're not outside of maybe Gallows and Anderson Rusev, and, you know, maybe in an angle who obviously has done well over his career or had at points. It's just, it's not good timing with any of this. And I think you would like to see, uh, they do talk about that family aspect. It's all bullshit. It's 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 not it does not exist. So it's just it doesn't sit well. But at the end of the day, it is business, and I do I feel bad for the men and women because there's really pro wrestlers typically unless you're there and have a business, which some of the guys are starting to do outside of their branding. There, you really have nothing to fall back on once that wrestling paycheck stops for most talent. And and I think there's just a lot of uncertainty and like seeing a Drake Maverick. I'm sure he's he's not set for life. For, that's for damn sure. No. And that's why you're seeing that emotion. A Kurt Hawkins wife, you're seeing that emotion because that's fear because they financially yes. are not as well off. And, and that is, it, it's a very scary thing because they can't go anywhere else right now. And that's for yeah. WWE to do that, to be the first ones to do that. And while they're running shows, to, it, it's just, it doesn't sit well. <clears throat> yeah. So, and and, one, we, and one, we had talked. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Matt. One thing I want to do, I, and I don't know how to get in contact with someone about this, Ryan and you guys, is I want to help. I want to do something with the NXT talents and get these guys and gals set up with other passions that they have in life, maybe other expertises they have in life. So God forbid they do get to release. They're not just jumping into the deep end in the real world without anywhere to freaking go. It was different when wrestling was at a different time and age in the 80s, 90s, early thousands when I got my release. Whatever. Now it's very different. And um, like you saw that emotion, he's 100% right. That raw emotion we saw is not somebody that's financially straight. They're yeah. good. Don't worry about me. That's holy bleep. What am I going to do right now? And that's scary. So I think they do so many of these other things out there as a company. The next step, maybe they already do it, and unbeknownst to me, 
they need to have some type of whether it's a class or someone come in and, and work with these talents and and get them set up for life after wrestling and even yeah. life while wrestling while they're at that performance center and getting them set up in classes and other things so that this is not their end all be all even though yeah. I'm sure Vince would want it that way um which God is why they do that happens they want yeah, you rely. Right. That's why they underpay the majority of the talent, and even the top talents aren't making what they should make. He's so right, Vince doesn't want you to leave so the right. business, and they want you to be reliant on the paycheck. And so, a lot of these guys that they cut, or even if they've been there for time, with your your cost of living, a lot of guys will go out, and you see it. They get married pretty quickly, and they go get a house, and they got payments that are, are significantly higher than what they had prior. And then all of a sudden, that money stops. And if you're not good with your money, and like, and you don't learn about the stock market or investing or, or business and these other things. Yeah. WWE is not going to teach you that because they don't want you to make more money than you're making there essentially outside of what you go do on your own. And which is why they limit opportunities for all the talent outside of the, the select few that they are going to let make that little bit of money to keep that system and that hierarchy in place. So they can, nobody will ever fully unite. It's all done a certain way and it is what it is. And like I said, it's their game. That's the game they created. I chose to leave and go create my own game in a better way, but it, it, it's that's the existence that these these wrestlers are living in, and it, and I, I really truly feel for all of them. And to be fair, I signed up fully knowing that. Yeah, I think we all. I think we all know that, right? But still, something could be done though if they really want yeah. to. I don't know. And I think that's part of the thing, because yes, this is a business decision, and you know, uh, companies do it all the time. But you never see WWE really doing things that are above and beyond for the talent. You'll see them hmm. do make a wishes and things like that, and all this other stuff for fans and and you know things like the that. Rehab's pretty cool. I think the rehab's pretty cool. The rehab before, but I mean like mandatory time off and just new things, whether it's a yeah. health insurance, a, you know, a retirement plan, just things like that. Um, just something different, something new yeah. that they haven't done before. Just seeing them do that more often, you know, giving kids birth, you know, your kids' birthdays off, yeah. your family time off, things like that. I wish Vince with the XFL with all that and the way it bothers me because, and I talked to I talked to his brother Rod, and his brother Rod's such a great guy. Rod's a huge fan of Feed Me More Nutrition, by the way. Shout out to Rod McMahon. But we never talk about Vince. I'm like, Rod seems like such a genuine, good human being. And I, this is why I get mad with Vince. And it's not me being bitter, angry. I, I, I respect yeah. Vince from a business standpoint tremendously and, and everything he's been able to achieve in his life. I just wish he, knowing how he looks at wrestlers, I wish he took that XFL and wanted to, to create a health fund for wrestlers that helped make him the guys that are all in wheelchairs and yeah. gave their bodies to the business. But like my head, that's what I feel I would do. I can't, yeah. I'm not in Vince's position. Yeah. I think that's why I take this so personally with him is because I see so much potential for him towards the end of his life to do so much good. And he's kind of just yeah. going to, he's just trying to get wealthier and wealthier. I'm like, man, I get it. We all get caught up in that game. I think at different points, it's like you have the ability to make wrestling so much better by the time you, you leave it. Like, don't go out this way. And I feel like he's going to go out really bad. I just get it. I get yeah. a horrible feeling. Yeah. No, it's crazy. Um, I want to change the subject right back because while I have you here, and this isn't just an ad transition, but I have to ask if this is true. Your episode of Table for Three with Daniel Bryan is perhaps my yeah. favorite ever. Is right. is uh, some of those stories they were telling on there, the, taking the Cialis to impress Brock yeah. Lesnar, where did that come from? That came on. The, the main reason why I quit riding with guys with, was Cody, Dan, and, uh, and with Cesaro, too. And I love those guys. But you got to understand, so Cody Rhodes and Daniel Bryan, Cody's 
they're great storytellers. Mm. You put them together in a car, they would literally create the story with me in the car that they were going to tell the locker room as we're driving. <laughs> and I just sit there and I just go, you do whatever the fuck you guys want to do. Like, I, I don't care. <laughs> and I, I don't remember. It was a live event. And Dan and Cody <laughs> literally told the story in the locker room. And I'm thinking, it's just so ridiculous. I'm like, no. But they that's what they do. And they've done it on different things. But the Panera Bread story is partially true about me going there. I was really angry. So Dan has credibility on that story. But stuff like the Seattle's thing. Never, never in a million years. And I'm the first guy, I would admit that in a heartbeat if that was the case. It was like, I have no shame doing that. And it was like, guys, so. They they liked, we had a lot of fun on the car rides, though. And it was it was a lot of Shoot. serious talks and also a lot of, you ride in the car for three to five hours every night. Yeah, you start making shit up. <laughs> so so to, 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 to be fair to Ryan, I'll give you a case in point. Uh, I used to go with the same crew all the time and ride together early on as well. And I come in the locker room one day and the story was, because I, I would pretty short-tempered at times, especially early in the morning, and I'd go into Denny's and I'd want to order the same thing every morning. It was eight, uh, uh, was it seven eggs, uh, with two uh, seven egg whites, two sunny side up eggs, uh, had uh, steamed hash browns, something like that. Anyways, so supposedly that story turned into me losing it and me going into the kitchen where I supposedly made my own eggs and egg whites right in front of the cooks and like <laughs> we're deboing them out of their own kitchen and using their eggs and make come on. And, and because it made it was such a great meathead Matt story. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I was like, I don't have the energy to argue against this. Yeah, I, I think regular so people look are very intimidated by muscular, just bigger guys in general. They that they find their they make up stories to get back at them. That's because uh, <laughs> Cody did that from OBW. There was a story that in him and Cliff Domino, Cliff Compton, Cliff came over that I, we were driving over to an OVW show. This started in developmental with me where they would make up stuff. So this kind of carried on up there for a bit until then eventually I just went on my own and then it all stopped. They, but Cliff came over and I was in the shower and I left the door unlocked. And he came in and waited. I got dressed and came out and he, and he, I come out, he goes, man, I'm going to tell everybody I walked in and you were showering with the curtain open and just, just lathering up your little bodybuilder ass. And you had it open for me to see. And I, and I, I go, what? And it was such a what? ridiculous thing. And yes, I, I didn't, this was like the first story of where it started. And then they went back and they told that. And to this day, Beth Phoenix actually thought I was gay because she thought I was like hitting on Cliff or something. And they told this story. And like Beth years later oh, go like told me, I go, what? I go, Beth, I go, I, like oh, you believe that shit? Like I, so I've learned, I was like, you got to shut that shit down right away when people make stuff up. <laughs> 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 oh, but it was a very believable story because I am very animated and I like to laugh and I go for, so it sounds like something I might do to get a laugh. And, yeah, we got a super chat here from Joe Cofaro who's saying it's disgusting that they fired Dan Matha from NXT, who was in an extremely serious car accident before they fired him. Yeah, he was went on Twitter and he had he had been in a really bad car accident and uh, they got rid of him. I doubt they knew that. Uh, I would hope not. But uh, yeah, I mean, who is Dan? I, I'm not trying to be a jerk. Who's Dan Matha, though? I don't, I don't think I've seen him. He, he was in NXT. Um, he wasn't used much, but yeah. They they released a few of those guys that have been down there for a few years that, that had good. Yeah, I think he was in pretty good shape. They released that other the, the football player I saw and yeah, I think the NXT stuff they just looked at this I think is a, a way to get rid of some talent 
because they haven't they they since I was there they cut back on those mass firings. This is the first time they've done this yeah. to this degree. Yeah. They used to do the firings yeah. a lot more regularly. Yes, they did. So, yep. I think they looked at this as a way to to get rid of a bunch of people that some they wanted to, some that came about for this, and and they just all kind of I mean, grouped it all together. So, I mean, really quick, right? Did you ever think you'd see the day when they'd have three hundred signed talents? No, it's developmental. They want with where they're where they're going with how the, where they were going and wanting the performance centers all over. I mean, I think they want a factory eventually of thousands of guys, which it just increases their leverage on things uh, on power and oh yeah. It's, it, there's a method behind everything they do with that, and it's they the, the ball yeah. is in their court with that from a financial standpoint, and that's why in guys that speak up, you don't. And I know at different points when I question things, and it's well, we have we'll just go with this guy over here then, and we'll stop right with what we're doing. Mm. So yeah, you got yep. you got a factory line of guys. It's just it's 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 the ideal environment from them from a business standpoint. So. Yeah, and they're I mean they're hoarding talent so they don't go to AEW as well. Yep. But at the same time that's you know if you want to do that that's fine and you know, all these people are getting paid but when you let them go letting them go at a time when they can't get another job or it's very difficult that's that's yeah. that's the tough spot. I tell you what though the one thing and it really blows my mind I'm letting Rusev go is going to bite them in the ass. Yeah. I really believe and I and I, I'm friends with him but I that guy man he's He's and I've seen Jim Ross make some comments. I think them letting Rusev go is going to bite him in the ass. I think he's he's got major potential. Will he do something? Will he do something? You think completely different, Ryan? Like with his his look, his character. You you know, what do you think? He's changed it up over the years. Uh, I always liked him best when he originally that that initial run. Me too. I like I like my Rusev a little heavier, a little huskier, and yeah. long, the yes. long crazy hair. hair. Long, yeah, crazy hair. Yeah. I used to tell Bray Wyatt that too. I go, I, I, I go, I like my Bray Wyatt a little husky because he, <laughs> but he, he'd get a little hot over that. I, he, I, he was always trying to lose weight. I go, man, I like you beefier, man. It's just oh, no. you're more believable to me. <laughs> yes, he looks like but, someone that will stab you. Yes. He yeah, does. yeah. <laughs> So, but I and Rusev like doing keto. I'm like, man, no, you're if you don't, if you, you just, I just be bigger, just be bigger. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he, he has major potential. I, I really do. Yeah, I think that was probably the most surprising for a lot of people. I think, uh, in in a different way, Mike Kyoto was surprising just for how long he had been with the yes. company. Um, yes, and, and Zach Ryder also had been there forever. So, another one that know. has potential to do. I think he has the following. And, and Cody yeah. said it best. He's like, if you've got over once in wrestling, you can get over again. And I and I really believe it. And I've seen it with different people at different times. And it's I think Zach is a guy that will. Uh, the fact that his shirt oh, wow. and I seeing that his shirt was selling really good, and that was and it was a horrible looking shirt, but it was the fact that it's even <laughs> selling like that. It's, it's yeah. It, there's that tells me that there's potential with him as well. So AEW would be wise to probably scoop up a few of those guys. To 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 do the, to do what Zach did, think about it, which is to not get any television run whatsoever, and still yeah. use the internet. Go get yourself over, which he did on his own, create some show. Can you imagine what he's going to be able to do with no handcuffs on whatsoever? Say whatever the hell he wants to say. Do whatever the hell he wants to do. Like he's going to make. I will predict more money actually than he would have seen WWE. I they, agree. I think people forget how over Zack Ryder got there oh, yeah. for a while. Super over. It was like, there, was that, there was that Survivor Series where The Rock came back. It was his first match in like seven years. The Rock! Yeah. Yes. Afterwards, he was doing the woo-woo and, you know, uh, 
they were chanting, we want Ryder during the Ryder yeah. match. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, Which is no easy task. <laughs> that is, uh, oh. I don't think that's been done with anyone. So, and, I, and I've seen him up. He's solely responsible for WWE and what w- hurt other people, like their YouTube revenue. He's responsible, not to say they wouldn't have gotten the YouTube game, but they that's where they learned that whole game from him. And they realized the potential in Zach, and they they he got he really got screwed out of a lot during all that. He lost big time. He uh, he got Rye back before I got Rye back, so it was uh, <laughs> he was uh, yeah. They brought the shovel. It's the, the equivalent of of Roy Munson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean that that feud with uh the the stuff with Eve Torres and Kane and Cena, uh, that was just death for him. Yeah, no, he, he he's a good one. He I think he'll he'll do well. I think if he'll get picked up. They they have to pick up. I like Aaron Rowan going there too. I think Eric Rowan has some some potential with him as well. Even hell, pick, take Rowan and the girl and put them together as a Viking deal and let them go to AEW oh, and yeah. Sarah Logan. I, I I really think there's some potential. Oh shit! With, with some of the guys. That's actually a pretty good. That's a pretty good matchup, actually. Now you say it. Yeah. Yeah. Just something uh, different and people. I don't know. I, AEW they can't sign out all of them, but I, I would like to see. Right. I think taking some of those WWE people, especially Rusev, and letting them, yeah. and even Gallows and Anderson, I would love to see. I just think that the yes. face recognition helps with them. Get, I think it's going to help give them a little boost in the ratings. I don't think it's going to be anything huge, but I think it's, it's no, going no. in the direction of the more faces they get at the right periods of time, I really think it's, it's going to work in their favor. To continue, to continue to work with a bunch of these newer guys that, that mer- mainstream wrestling fans may not have been introduced yeah. to yet and just help them get over as well. Yeah. Mix it all. Because you need st- you need to work with stars to elevate talent. You yeah. can't build a roster with all guys that are at the same level. And it's, you've heard Bruce Pritchard talking about when Hogan would sprinkle the Hogan dust on. It's the same thing. Yep. When I, it, yep. wrestling local talents, I really, really, really started getting over when I first got in the ring with CM Punk because I got the CM Punk dust. And I'm doing stuff, right. and then the John Cena dust, and then the Chris Jericho yep. dust, and then Sheamus, and these other top guys, Jericho, and then the Shield coming up. And like it, it, it even though they were new, it all, yeah. it's it's how you do it, and it's it's always a formula that has always worked. So and that's Jericho going to AEW. He can only do you can only sprinkle so much Jericho dust mm. at a time with people, and you need more right. faces to mix in with that because they have a great group. So they're gonna do it. So I know you're calling your own shots. You're doing great with your own business, but I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask this. They don't know I'm going to ask you. But any any intentions to wrestle with AEW within the next year? I think I've got four stem cell procedures I'm awaiting. Everything's on hold. I got one here in Vegas and three in BioAccelerator over in Columbia. Wow. I need to get my backs all better. They're going to do my nerves in my back and my the nerves in my leg um, from the ankle injury when I was in Nexus. They're going to do my back just for good measure. And they're going to do a mega dose. I'm getting one done on my shoulder here and over there, and I should be. I'm, I'm feeling really good. I, I've talked about. I, I'm going to go back to wrestling. I'm, I'm going to go back under my own situation terms. and under my own yeah. uh, terms. I and the best way to explain what I'm doing and why I left. I didn't want to stop the wrestling. I wanted to do all this while I was still wrestling, but the injuries put a wrench in everything. This is my Brock Lesnar going to UFC and oh, winning the right. championship. I'm doing that with my supplements and I'm building power and wealth with that so that I can go back to pro wrestling under the schedule and the situation that I want. And if they don't want me, I'm okay with that. I'll go do independent matches three or four times a year and main event a place and I'll donate all the money I make on it. And I'll take the footage and put it on my YouTube and I'll live my life as a wrestler doing that 
but I have a, a, a life now of financial freedom by taking this chance that I took. Yeah. Ultimately, though, it's very personal, too. And I, I've had every day I practice yeah. forgiveness with WWE. But at the yeah. same time, I'm a very competitive individual. Vince failed at the supplement game. So for me, this is a very personal thing as well with my situation with them that they did. This is my way of, of having that leverage over him. You failed at everything besides pro wrestling. I just went and started my own supplement company from scratch <laughs> and turned it into this multi-million dollar business in this period of time. And now you're going to put my fucking logos on your WrestleMania ring for my fucking moment. That's oh. in my head, the vision that I have long-term for all of this. I like Whether that. it happens or like not, who knows? But that's the way that I think, and I, I go know. big. And I've already got it to a point where I, I'm pretty confident I'm going to pull it off. And whether that is there or AEW, I don't know. But it it's, will happen somewhere. And real quick, Ryback, awesome. why, why don't you let our listeners know who aren't familiar with the, the supplement line or haven't used it, uh, you know, um, a little bit more about it and how they can get it and the, then the promo code. Yeah, so essentially, the, this is, I was talking with a broker today who's going to bring it on to for distribution internationally and here in the States. Uh, and this guy has worked with a lot of the other big companies. And we, we talked for about an hour before we got to business. And he was truly fascinated by it. It's, it's my real story is the supplements were created by me out of necessity. I started this in my 20s um, because all the supplements I was taking at the time had aspartame or sucralose, artificial mm. sucralose in them which I started developing some effects, blurry vision, waking up feeling like a zombie. When I would stand up, I'd get little blackouts. I wasn't just consuming one or two little Diet Cokes. I was consuming everything all throughout the day had artificial sweeteners in it. So I was consuming very high levels. And I said, this stuff is supposed to be health and fitness combined, yet they're using these sweeteners that are not good for you. And that's when I got awoken up towards what the supplement industry is it, again it's all for profit and there are some good companies wwe i had my shell shock extreme fat burner that wasn't called shell extreme fat burner i had one vitamin shot with 11 different ingredients in it that was my shell shock extreme fat burner that i have like i took my entire time in wwe my gts go to sleep sleep aid because i was taking nyquil and benadryl every night to go to bed on the road five nights a week because I was I was drinking coffee and I traveled alone all night. I'm so the adrenaline, all this stuff was created out of a necessity. I hated waking up with a hangover every morning, so I created this and I've I've been fascinated with herbs since I was a kid. For my mother, luckily I picked that up from her. Where it's not the smartest guy in the world. I'm a guy though that will try things and take chances and using safe ingredients and try different dosages and mix and match. And if it works for me and I feel like being in that position and in different things and being sleep deprived at times, if these things would work for me at that level, that there was a chance for me to create a business and creating a business with an oversaturated market. All these companies though, 99% use aspartame and sucralose. So I yes. went with Stevia and monk fruit and oh. I knew instantly I had a different product, but I had to then, so I was fighting the fight of, I look like a typical stereotypical meathead bodybuilder steroid guy, which I admit 20 to 24 mildly did that. But I've been very health conscious from that point. So I knew if I could tell my story over time and show people that these supplements truly do what the label says, that over a period of time, this would become successful. And it took a little bit of time. And now we're finally at that point where that message is getting out there and people go, holy shit, this isn't a quote unquote celebrity endorsing a product that he doesn't believe. Yes. This is an extension of me. And I'm very passionate. And it's morning to night. I have a notebook of my formulas that we keep releasing. We started with three supplements. We're getting ready to release number 10 and 11. 
It's wow. I got and I got I got ten more in the books waiting to go. Then more, more flavors and so this has been and it's I've had to learn marketing and all these different things all from scratch and making mistakes and here we are now. I have my feedmemore.com website. We're a, uh, multiple sellers on Amazon and now I got a, uh, a broker working on distribution internationally for me and getting into stores brick and mortar. Which my problem now is I don't having to scale at the level I need to scale at is almost too big of a problem, but so we're going to do it in little, we're mapping it out and doing it in stages. And, and man, truly blessed. I got to say a major thank you to wrestling fans. They're the ones that made this possible for me. Always. They supported me until I could figure out all the bullshit of, of business. And so they kept the business afloat to where now I make more money than I made in WWE. So I'm truly, wow. truly grateful. And though for coming on the show though, Raj, I know I've heard rumors. You're a huge fan of Goonies. So for the listeners, <laughs> so for the listeners, you can use discount code Goonies20 to save 20% on feedmemore.com uh, for the entire week in, in honor of Raj. Goonies20. <laughs> yes. Active <It's> now. <laughs> the orders are coming yeah, in. Keep I, them coming. We see yes. them coming already, guys. I thought we were going to get through an episode without a Goonies reference. It's, it's your greatest <laughs> failure in life, Raj. I mean, really, when you look at all the success you've had, somehow the fact that here we are in the year 2020, 35 years later, you've never seen Goonies. It's just, What's the deal with that? You just is it? I just can't get myself to watch it. I see it, and it, it just doesn't... Uh, right. Just didn't appeal to me. It's a gimmick, Raj, get a, a 12 pack of white claws and, and just start flipping them and put turn it on, man. I'm telling you, I think I think you'll get into it. I do. We do have some white claws in the fridge. So maybe <laughs> I will do that. Let's go down smooth. Jared Wilson with the 9.99 uh, Euro super chat saying, "Do you guys think Vince, after seeing the success of Brock and Cena outside WWE, is now wary of creating new superstars?" as he wants them totally reliant on WWE income, li limiting their earning power elsewhere. Hello, Jared. You're not just here right now. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank you for $9.99 to the Super Chat to Raj's piggy bank. But uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 100%. You know, and speaking of business acumen, Ryback, uh, Raj has gotten hundreds of dollars from this this chat room here giving him money to rent the goonies on streaming and raj just keeps putting it off yes, like they think they're in some weird dysfunctional abusive relationship like somehow they think if they give him more money he's finally gonna rock it he's just la laughing all the way to the bank oh wow no it's no I, I, that, why would you watch it that money's not, right. that's gonna stop if they Smart yeah, businessman. Yeah, you killed a gimmick otherwise, <laughs> <Yes>. right? <laughs> yeah. Dario See, I get this reference. It's good enough for me. That's the Goonies song. Roddy Piper was oh, in that video. Yes. Goonies cool. 20, that's the promo code. Correct, yep. How is yeah, Cindy Lauper still not in the WWE Hall of Fame? Still. Still has not happened. I don't <sighs> I will say, too, on that question, though, with Vince, and, and I think – they, what they do is they pick certain people. Like, I think Roman and the Shield guys were in that to a degree. Like, they, they and there's a hierarchy to that inner circle. They, they pay a few guys a decent amount. And I think that amount has gone down over the years, less and less and less compared to other top stars. But, and then everybody else, they kind of keep at a certain level. And, and it, it is, that is the business practice there. This is where I disagree with Vince. I think if they created a great work environment, I think Vince too has, has built his wealth off of a wrestling schedule that I think should be shut down. I, yeah. I don't think wrestlers should be wrestling five days a week. The history of the business shows us that is not healthy. That is not good. That is a promoter abusing humans. Now you're saying they sign up for it. Yes. 
but it was the only game in town. I think AEW is going to change the, how pro wrestling is moving forward, forcing I, I WWE to change. And I really, and I, I, I really, it's not going to happen overnight. But and it's Vince has gotten away with I think too much insurance too. Yeah, yeah. I think they'll push him in insurance. I think they'll push him into get doing insurance eventually as well, too, for what it's worth. I do. And I told I did on one of my other shows with David Starr there. We talked about a union. I go, you know what I wish? I wish Tony Khan, if he just simply does all the right things, they could shut Vince down, I think, over time. If he just like, he goes, you know what? I want to get a I want to help organize a union for AEW wrestlers. I'm telling just make the place more appealing than WWE. It's not hard to do. I wrestlers will go there to be on TV. Yes, it's the they same will. thing. It's in 100%. that that WWE loyalty will be out the window really quick. Why would you go in? People figure it out really quickly there that once you sign up and get there and get called up to the main roster, it's Groundhog Day. And you've lived it, Matt. When you, it's, it's it's over the same airports, rental cars, gyms, arenas and, and being tired and in pain all the time, five yeah. days a week on loop. It's and you become it, it just it's torture to your soul. I want to see it better. Fighters don't fight every day of the week. I think wrestling, I think Vince has gotten away with a lot. And I and it's I want to see it change for the better. And it's not being bitter or angry. It's because I truly care. No. And I've been through a lot of bullshit with the wrestling business. I just want to see it better, which a lot of the vets, they all, well, I went through shit. They're going to eat shit too. Right. I don't want anyone to have to fucking do, would go through. Why would you want that? Yeah. yeah. It, it, because it comes from fear and insecurity. And so that is where I feel very confident. And I feel like the things yeah. that did happen to me in my career were for a reason to be very vocal on this to, because the guys there are handcuffed and can't say it. And most of the guys that leave there won't say it because they want to go back for the money. I don't need that right. situation anymore. Yeah. So do I want to go back and be in front of the fans? Absolutely. But I don't need that business anymore. So, and I'm grateful for everything that I got from it, but it's the same time I want to see it improve. Yeah. I can't think of any other business where the, all year you're traveling year round to a different, you know, yeah. different, like three or four different cities a week um, yeah. without, without a break, without a mandatory break in there. So it is something Crazy. and it's always business that does change it. Like they're doing fewer live events, but that's because the live events have no, you know, are not profitable right now. So they've scaled yeah. it down. Uh, so hopefully they, you know, hopefully things do keep changing for the better. I, you know, I guess it has, it's better than it was 20 years ago and hopefully it keeps getting better. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's evolved so much. I mean, yeah. And I think to your point, Ryback, I mean, it's, it is, there is sort of a codependency that WWE and it's not just them. There are lots, I mean, most day jobs are this way as well. It's like, you want to pay your employees well enough to where they get in a mindset that they feel almost they're the ones that are lucky to be there and not thinking about yeah. how much their employers are actually making off of them. Um, and I'm sure it's informed. I mean, Matt, you as well, and Raj, you as well. I mean, it's like, you know, you know, Matt, you manage the city, but Ryback, Raj, myself, we all run businesses. And uh, it is, I think it's very easy to be a shitty boss, you know, and I commend anyone that realizes a way to cultivate an environment, foster loyalty, and actually make people feel like they can grow and progress and feel more like partners than merely transactional relationships. Empower people. Gary Vaynerchuk talks about it all the time. And that yeah. he's, he's kind of moving forward in a different way of thinking. And I love Gary and I love the messages that he puts out. And I think you create a loyalty to people. Vince operates out of fear, whereas if you operate out yeah. of love, it's an entirely different business. And I think that the future is it's going to become more of the norm. And we're very early on into all this. And Vince will probably never, ever switch, unfortunately. He's just too set in his ways, and that's all he knows. But I think the, these, these leaders that we're seeing emerge for the future 
the times are changing in that direction. Here's an interesting question for Matt and, and Ryback. Um, uh, Michael, the virus saying how shows are outdated, only TV and pay-per-view saying AEW and Tony Khan have it right. But does, if you're a, a young wrestler, do those, is that enough to get experience under your belt or uh, do you need a little more than just uh, the TV? I, I, I just speak personal experience and what I've seen from others. I believe, yes, you do need that experience because you got to be in front of live house audience to be able to start screwing around with new things you don't have the ball to do on tv let's say try out for the first time because you're crammed in a six minute match versus remember what i told you guys i had to learn who i was as a young man in life first before i figure out who the fuck matt morgan was inside the wrestling ring to get people to emotionally invest in me um and, and you need to get those outtakes, whatever the hell you want to call it, experience out there in those 15, 20-minute house show matches of trying new things and communicating with your opponent from a live audience like that and feeling them. Are they mostly invested in you or are they not? Shit, well, let's try something new the next night. It's really important to have those, especially for a younger wrestler. I yeah. agree. I actually agree with that. But I do say I think the way the business has changed and guys mapping out matches A to Z, I think we're seeing a lot of guys on TV that don't have that experience to begin with. And they're just doing A to Z out there, and they're not listening. That 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 style of matches. What we would, I would actually go out and wouldn't call the majority of the match outside of the go home and the finish with a lot of the guys on live events because it got really boring doing that. And that was in the ride backsle stuff. I, I really had tremendous growth going out because we just went out and had fun and worked huge. Like that. That's that's it. being able to do those live events is where you could really really figure stuff out. But I do, I do think if you do switch things and it is only a TV-based wrestling and maybe one live event here and there, I don't know. I think, though, guys just have to adjust, and I think you're just going to see – I don't think it even really affects with the current style that much, but I do think that is a missed thing then on that – that's a great point, that, that guys are missing out on that experience, which do you then just practice more on your own and, and figure that out without yeah. a crowd? I don't know. How do you – so I know what you're saying. What Ryback's saying is nowadays, and he's 100% right, that it's all spot, spot, spots. A lot of them are high spots, spot, 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 spot. Memorization shit, which I'm so impressed they can even memorize. I know Very I could impressive. couldn't. Um, yeah. There's no way I could. Um, but nonetheless, <laughs> the question is, where some of these high spots that they're doing, where are they then going to then practice that? Because then you're exposing these guys to be doing it on TV for maybe the third, fourth, fifth time in their careers if they're young, and they're going to get injured along the way a hell of a lot faster, too. So, I mean, then again, that is a new style too. So I don't know. I really yeah. don't. Yeah, because yeah, it sounds like you, you could find a way to have a, a, a medium, happy medium, where, maybe. Yeah, yeah, where you're not traveling five days a week, but you know, maybe that part of it sucks. Yeah. To be clear, that part sucks. Twenty-two hours, yeah. whatever it is, a day you're traveling and uncomfortable with people you probably don't want to be with. You're annoyed with them. You're in a hotel you don't want to be in. You're making up stories about you and Panera and taking Cialis to impress Brock (laughs) Lesnar. Yeah. (laughs) The bad environment. To be clear, the Panera was true to a degree. But this wasn't uh, that. uh, I would have doubled up with a Cialis if I was going for for really impressing them. That's uh, true. You know, hey. The story uh, had holes in it from the beginning. um, But that being said, uh, I'm sorry. What were we going to say? Really, really quick, and you can you should use it to go into your next uh, uh, ad real quick. But, uh, right back. Well, <laughs> well, I was going to say you should um, because it's going to go in, coincide. Right back. My very first men's physique competition. That's what I needed something to do. I told you physically with wrestling not in my life anymore. Mentally, I get that with what I'm doing now. But physically, 
what's that goal I got to go chase to look like the best I can look? I'm going to do men's physique shows, right? So I started doing men's physique shows. My very first competition, my coach right before the day of the show gives me half a dose of Cialis. I'm like, what the hell is this? What are you doing? Why am I, I'm not taking this? Because no, you want to. It's going to completely uh, uh, force blood to the muscles that we. It increases that we nitric oxide over. production. Yeah. There you go. Okay. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, it's, so, so leave I, it to me to know that. You're 100% right, though. He's right. And I thought I was being ribbed so bad. You know, I did. Um, and so I tell these guys whenever we go into that ad for uh, um, Blue Chew. I was like, actually, you guys can technically use this for, you know, getting a bit of bump in the gym. Technically, technically. I have, I know doctors that have told me that the same thing. There's actually, they do, there's doctors that do that exact thing. They take it before they work out because they know the science behind it, that it helps with blood flow and working out, which, which is why like, I like the pump for the supplements and stuff. Cause it helps remove lactic acid and then push oh, yeah. in fresh blood with nutrients. There is a medical reason for it. So yeah, it's well, there you go. So the chat room quested it right back. You're here. We have fun with these. Let's do one an hour into the show. Uh, sponsor tonight's episode, blue chew, blue chew.com. Uh, guys, maybe you want to impress Brock Lesnar, or maybe you're just at home during the quarantine and you're thinking, you know, I want to do a pose down and I want a little extra oomph, get a little vascular, make those veins uh, pop while I'm doing my pose down, or, uh, you know, you're bored. You're with uh, the missus, your partner, your significant other, the mister, whatever you got going on. Blue Chew, we could all use better sex. Blue Chew is going to make it happen. If you remember those days when you used to say, feed me more, and now you're like, eh, one's good enough. Or in fact, you know, if you're at the point now where your wife tries to get something going and you're like, hey, honey, uh, can we do this tomorrow? Like, I'm just not feeling it. You need Blue Chew. With Blue Chew, you can increase your performance, get that extra confidence in bed. They bring you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So no taking a Cialis waiting an hour. Boom. 15 minutes. You're good to go. You're ready to go and press Brock with uh, what Blue Chew makes, makes happen, the magic. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they are chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever that opportunity arises. So if you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Prescribed online by licensed physicians, which is great in this uh, nightmarish hellscape we currently live in, where no one leaves the house and certainly doesn't want to go to a hospital or a pharmacy, Blue Chew can do it all online. No waiting in line. It ships right to your door in a discreet package. They're made in the USA, and they prepare and ship direct, so they're cheaper than a pharmacy. And best of all, no more awkwardness. So right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code WINC. You're just going to pay $5 shipping. That's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code WINC, to try it free. BlueChew, the better, cheaper, faster choice. We thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Uh, Raj, how's uh, Blue Chew helping out with your uh, quarantine life? Hey, and during times like this, it is the best. I mean, you know, but there's, there's there's a lot of Corona teens that are being born during this, you know, <laughs> this corona period, teens. or that will be born in January. So, uh, yeah, it uh, it keeps the action going. Absolutely, <laughs> it's safe to come back, Matt. You can add yourself <laughs> back to the stream. Right back. Right. Blue question. Don't send a creepy D pick about it. <laughs> oh, I didn't know it knocked you off, man. I'm sorry. I thought I thought you took yourself off to save your reputation. Yeah. Uh, Jared Wilson is asking you. Right. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Matt's yeah. reputation's really shot due to this podcast, especially the Blue Chew ads. Uh, he is the he is the mayor of Longwood. Which what is why did right I ever let that? I don't know. I don't know why you're saying my city's name. Continue with reading this comment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jared Wilson's asking Ryback if he stay if you're staying in contact with Curtis Axel. I, I have. We actually just I just messaged him the other day and uh he, he we talked uh, probably about three or four weeks ago for about an hour and a half. 
we'll occasionally get on the phone and talk. I keep in contact with Heath Slater a little bit too, and a few of the other guys. Ooh, a lot of them. sometimes Heath just text Slater. messages. Right, Heath Slater's another one, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I, 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 I love Heath. Yeah, I think he he has enough of a following to really. And I, I apologize because he's one of my friends. So that's another guy I forget. <laughs> I, I put a tweet out about it. It was like he's. I really think he's a very really valuable guy, and he knows that he like in developmental was was used really well, and they got to the main yes. roster and was Dude. used well at different points, and it never. But yeah. he's always he, man. He's so good at making other people look good. And he's he goes out there and he's selfless and. Um, Really He's a great crazy. human being. So. That, that 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 Ryan is both a blessing and a curse. When, yes. when Jim when Jim Ross would hit you with the dreaded term of being a quote unquote good hand, yeah, like I like agree. say uh, um, like Nova was an example. There's some Nick Dinsmore who played Eugene. All these guys, Rob Conway, they could get anybody over. Plus, they also themselves look good, but. They took that and would turn it into just getting other guys over. Now, to what you're saying about an FCW, I used to watch. I live here in Orlando, outside of Orlando, so I used to watch FCW TV back in the day. And um, so I seen your Skip Sheffield, for example. Oh yeah, I've seen, yeah. I, I, I've seen. Um, Sorry, but, but I saw, I saw your boy. <laughs> no, I thought, dude, you're as charismatic as I could have done that. Um, what do you call it? Um, um Heath. Heath had long red hair, and I was like, this yep. dude's like a redheaded edge. He is freaking yeah. funny, this kid. Yep. He's good, man. They used him right is correct. They definitely did use him right. Yeah. yeah. But you know what happens, yeah. too, with guys? It, what happens, unfortunately, this I see it up there, which I would never, ever let it. I see guys lose their confidence when their booking gets bad for a oh. long enough period of time because WWE does it. They pay them less. They treat them worse. And they you start developing, well, something must be wrong with me. And I see it with yes. guys all the time where almost they get used in a certain way for too long. They don't have the confidence to then get over again. Like, I'm not saying that's not Heath. I don't think, but I see it with I've seen it with a lot of guys up there. It's, it's a really it's a really unfortunate thing. And I go, I would never ever. I hope to God I never let that ever happen to me at any point, no matter what. And because uh, it, it's a very real thing that happens, unfortunately, in an entertainment business. You know, I'm sorry, man. The, the good news with you, the good sorry, the good news with you, Ryan, is you, you look the way you look. So even yeah. like myself, I don't look like you, but like. Nonetheless, when I would feel myself kind of dipping towards there, even though I was winning my matches, they weren't yep. main event matches and whatnot. Somebody in the middle, you know, somebody like a Hulk Hogan or a veteran would, would, would you know, say something like, you look like a million bucks. Any reason you should be in that spot. That would be my confidence booster, Yeah, um, luckily. But I can see why it's hard for a lot of guys to kick out once they get just dog beaten down like that. Yeah. It's a mental mind effort business you guys such a bigger mind it is. than you could ever fathom it yeah, carries over to your regular life you really feel like you feel that you're not as valuable as what they, because of the way that they treat you and it's because a lot of the guys are so in love with the business and it, it does something to you psychologically which i don't miss that element no of question. being down there and i never let that no matter how yes. i was used whether it was in mid upper mid or main event like i always just kept they just stayed the same and they don't let it. They don't let it affect your confidence in anything else. But it does. And it, it's, it sucks. I feel like you see it sometimes too. You can tell with some talent, like when they've been, you know, defeated almost, like where it's it's gotten gotten to them. Perfect like, word. It, it's they know that no matter what they do, it's not gonna. They can't. There's nothing they can do. Kick out and of it, it. becomes yeah. a paycheck, and then but you it, like it really carries over. It has. It, it affects your self esteem. Yeah. Um, we, we talk a lot about wrestler pay on your podcast, uh, right back. Uh, Bruce Benton Benin here is asking if you had was the Mark Henry match at WrestleMania 
uh, a bigger payday or your pay-per-view main events with John Cena? Uh, no, the that was the, the individual single best wrestling payday that I got was that um, my single best payday was a merchandise check that I got while in India by myself. Uh, I just had turned heel. They sent me to India for media, which we ended up getting like 13,000 people in a mall from my appearance. It was one of the, it was honestly one of the cooler, coolest moments of my career. They still were treating me like a baby face, even though I turned heel and everything was going on with John Cena, but I'll never forget. I was in India and I got a quick break to go eat for 20 minutes in between media all day. And I had like a steak and vegetables got up there and it was like the afternoon there, but it like Friday night had hit in Vegas, the time difference. And that's when the WWE checks would always go to the direct deposit. I remember I opened my phone. I opened my Chase Bank app and I look and there was like, there was a check for like $130,000 for my royalty for merch. And that was, God, dang. and I hadn't what? even started. They pulled my merch though, right before that. So that was from the quarter before had things kept going, that would have only kept going up. But so that was the highest payday I've ever gotten in uh, WWE and that people, and followed by the Mark Henry match from a wrestling. So and people, and grateful for all of it. People would wonder why you came out to the ring looking like you were on QVC with yes. like, you know, just head to toe in merchandise. That explains. <laughs> well, that was by the it. end. I was trying to get those merch checks back to what that, <laughs> my glory days. And so I was wearing every tearing off the necklace, giving it to a kid, giving a kid the armbands afterwards, giving throwing the shirt out to the crowd. Taking the beanie, covered the head until my body was all banged up, wearing elbow pads, knee pads, wrist guards. That was smart. That's smart. Yeah. Protect my Uh, body. I never wanted that. I hated getting like my elbows because I I love power lift. I like to lift. So that stuff takes its toll on your body. So I would go out there. I was banging my knees around, working 15, 20, 25 minute live event matches every week. I was going hard. So I protected myself. I wanted to be able to keep my my body so because that was that's the money so yeah 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 smart man so we got some super chats uh raj uh do you want to talk uh backstage pranks jd ski 892 wants to know matt and ryback the best backstage pranks you've been a part of or seen can i go real quick um yeah. just uh we just got it was the time i was doing the team lesnar bit for uh survivor series and uh Survivor Series had come and gone. Nathan Jones, my partner, ends up quitting. Okay. So now I'm just escorting Rock to the ring as his heater. Like, he really needs a fucking heater, right? Um, <laughs> but there lies the heat, right? Um, but anyways, we're on a house show doing this. And Big Show um, had just turned babyface. And we're on the house show. J- he wrestles JBL that night. Gets done with his match. JBL comes back to the curtain. Big Show is still doing his babyface crap out in the ring with the fans. And uh, JBL goes to Brock. He goes, he goes, you don't, I bet you, you son, he goes, you son of a bitch don't got a hair on your ass that you won't form tackle the big show when he brings his fat ass back here. Sure enough, big show comes through the curtain. He's, he's soaking wet with sweat. He's breathing heavy from a hard match. He's not expecting this dude. And all of a sudden you just see <laughs> bull go across the friggin' only floor. Form tackles like in Spinebusters, Big Show, ran as a linoleum floor. And you could hear and feel this flab hitting the linoleum floor <laughs> under our feet. You could feel 500 pounds shaking the ground. And I felt terrible because Big Show, and this sound, I'm not trying to out the guy here, you know, but he was teary-eyed about this after. It's like his feet were legitimately hurt by this. Oh, wow. And I felt yeah. terrible, you know, and it just goes to show you, you know how big you are. You know how tough you think you are. Enough of this ribbing and whatnot could screw with you mentally a little bit. 
Man, dude, and dude, never you know, coming back there injured or anything. You, you never know, like coming back there blown oh, up and like. Good lord, yeah. There's no, the, 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 you're done. You think you're done for the night, and, like completely checked out, and then Brock Lesnar just comes in <laughs> and spears you, and like that's a that's a pretty de- de- demoralizing, depressing feeling. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> just the, not to say you had a chance before, but the, that, that you surely don't. So, right, <laughs> just that element of surprise you would think would just take you out anyway yeah. i mean Brock's face just coming at you angry the uh, <laughs> the uh that's where the cialis would come in hand right there. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the uh kofi got me actually the wwa actually got really hot over this i was involved in this the it was a pay-per-view day in chicago i'm in catering and i always me and kofi always got along really good we're just in catering and kofi comes up and he said, uh, I think he said his nephew uh, was a huge fan and he said it up beautifully. I got to give him credit. And, and he'd never, he'd never done anything to like to, to rib me before. And he goes, my nephew is a big fan. It's his birthday. Do you think we can go outside? You just, I call him and you could wish him a happy birthday. So we go out there. I, I call, we call the kid. I, I leave a happy birthday. We talk for a little bit. We go to go back in the building. I don't know this, so they had me that show punked or whatever they tried doing the first season. Oh, swerve! Oh, uh, yeah. Swerve, sorry, which we didn't get paid for. Which <laughs> I'm already on my way out, so I'm already pissed off. So I get out there and I go to go back in, and the big uh-huh. security guard is by. All of a sudden, he goes, "You guys can't go back in. You need credentials." And I go, "Look at my body," or so I go, "This is my fucking credentials." And I go to walk in. I, I'm, I'm hot because I, I do the thing and I want to go back in and eat. I'm stressed out because I got a lot going on. This guy is, you know, you can't go in there. So I'm cussing at this guy on this show. I'm babyface at the time. I probably look kind of like a prick, but I'm, I'm like, this is, I got work. I'm going back in. Like, this guy, where the hell did you just show up from? It actually made me look really <laughs> badass, probably not putting up with any shit. But at the same time, I went right to WWE. I found out they told me after, oh, this is swerve. You were swerved. And I just said, fuck all of you. I go right to Toronto. I go, you better not fucking put that on TV. I said, I go, I'm baby face. You're not putting that on. And uh, it was, I was, I wasn't mad at Kofi. I was mad at WWE because I was, I was already on my way out with everything going on. It was, it was getting to that point. So, uh, but they got, they got me. Kofi got me really, really good. They, they had, they had fun with that. All right, guys. Well, well, thanks a lot for coming on. We'll do one more question and then uh, and then sign off here. Jackson Collins asking for you, you uh, Matt and Ryback. Do you guys ever get to run the ropes or get in the ring to train at all to keep the rust off, or uh, or or no? Hell no, no. I did a, a, a real quick. I did a dairy show to raise money for high school kids getting anti-concussion helmets. Uh, maybe last year. And I wrestled a quick match, a tag match, even that. Yeah, it wasn't easy. <laughs> you get out of shape really quickly, yeah. out of ring shape. And I look better, I would say, now physically, but there ain't no way I'm in wrestling shape. That is a whole different animal. No way. <laughs> I've actually, and I've been lucky I have the gym here, and I, I've realized how important like conditioning was while I was there in WWE. And before that, I really contributed a lot of my success to conditioning. Uh, burpees and, and dead mill sprints and assault bike bur- and battle ropes and these things. So I, I, I have kept my conditioning. I think my conditioning is as good as it's ever been. I'm actually buying a wrestling ring here this year after the stem cells for my well, backyard. Of course you are. Yeah, because I want to ride back wrestling federation, brother. Yeah, I was gonna say, like- <laughs> Get a camera crew coming out of the patio door. I'm going to put, go up against that Grimm's Toys show and uh, just complete entrepreneurship here. 
have a little waiver form for the guys. Get some jabronis in here to three-on-one matches. Get myself <laughs> over on YouTube again all over. Uh, but I that is the – You have just, everything I, at that place. You have, you have everything at your place. Jesus, it's Christmas. It's, it's, it's the my fun house, so I'm uh, that's the goal for this year. I contacted High Spots for a 20-foot ring. I'm, I think it's going to cost nice. about 10 grand to get it here in wow. total with the wood, everything. Damn. Which I don't care because I I don't with the dog I need to be able to train and I I'll have get people here and, yeah yeah but in ring conditioning you got to get in the ring and, and so that's what I will make sure of for me before because if you, Ryan, even all the conditioning in the world you got to get in the ring. Ryan, what does a ring cost? Just a, just flat out. It's going to be well. The, so the shipping is about four k from what they said because it's coming all the way from like North or South Carolina. Um, so I okay. think it, with everything the ring wise is going to be around close to around. Five and a half, six thousand, but to ship it here is going to be the the almost just as much. So um, that, I just business expense. There's yeah. that there's that group in Vegas too, right? The Future Stars of Wrestling. Yeah, do they they don't they probably do they sell rings or anything like that? Or I don't know. They, they have their ring. They have a great little school here. It's just I how busy I am in doing it to go drive thirty thirty. I live away from all the, the stuff in Vegas, know. so to drive thirty thirty five minutes drive back you're looking that's an hour hour and a half of time yeah. depending on traffic in vegas with what i'm i'm just looking at this no. ahead that's going to be my way of I, I have people come here and uh that for me is going to be the most realistic thing so and i have enough respect for the business to do that for me because I, I when i come back i have to be better than i've ever been so wow backyard wrestling is the future Central right back wrestling federation rwf <laughs> <laughs> Bring over some of the Phoenix Marie, some of the uh, the adult entertainment girls, and, and get them in, uh, into the ring. Like, definitely, definitely, definitely worth the views on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are all laughing. You guys are all laughing. This dude's going to turn this into money. I'm guaranteeing uh, I told Raj once early <laughs> last year. I go by 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 putting my wrestling content on YouTube. I feel I'm I'm YouTube is such a valuable tool. Tool. It's it's my number one sales funnel for feeding oh, yeah. more nutrition. But it's allowed people to get to know me at a different level yep. at a more personal. So now whenever you read a negative thing, the people that actually watch me and know me know it's false right away. So it's been it's been a beautiful Dude, thing. Your, your, your chip challenge you do, eating the little, <laughs> uh, chip sandwich contests you do. Dude, that's who you are. And people get a chance to see you. It's awesome. Thank you. No, it's what I think what it's, and I learned that from Gary Vaynerchuk. People are going to love and hate you no matter what. Just be yourself. And that's why I just like, man, yep. don't believe these other people that make up stuff. It, it's just, it's, you got you to gotta put out content for them to be able to form their own opinion. So, yeah. Well, absolutely. Yep. Anything else, Raj, before we take this home? Uh, no. Uh, did you guys, Matt, Ryback, do you guys have anything you'd like to plug before we go? Matt. No, I'm good. No, just feed me more nutrition on feedmemore.com and then Goonies 20 to save 20%. And in honor of Raj and <laughs> baby Ruth. Well, obviously the, the, the shooting the shooting blanks podcast as well. Absolutely. Yeah, me and Raj on the shooting blanks podcast. Thanks, Raj. Plugging my own show. I'm horrible. Every Monday, every Monday morning with me and Raj Geary, wrestling wrestling.com and conversation with the big guy Ryback every Thursday morning, available on all podcast platforms. Awesome. Well, Raj promotes the hell out of your podcast right back on this podcast. So no, I love having Raj. Yeah. It's, it's, it's my favorite part of the week, getting to catch up and, and talk a little bit of wrestling. So, yeah. It's yeah. fun stuff. I really enjoy it, too. 
Well, there you have it. Uh, so on that note, folks, uh, thanks for tuning in tonight. Wednesday, it'll be me, Matt Morgan, Justin Labar talking about NXT and AEW. Until then, stay safe, stay healthy, stay sane. We'll catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.